This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we're always pulling a homer. Uh, this is your host Bob Mackey. Who else is wow, here today? Bob Ooh, thank you. I never hear that on this no, show. I never hit it when, when you <laughs> say that. Got it this time. Thank uh, you, Chris. Captain Chris Antista. Larry King, Colum Henry Gilbert. <laughs> and Sorry. today's uh, episode is all about Homer Defined, which aired on October 17th, 1991. Uh, Chris, what happened in this historic uh, event moment in history? <gasps> Ernest Scared Stupid is unleashed upon theaters. Oh, Former man. Ku Klux Klan leader David Duke runs for Louisiana governor, and a Sony forehead VCR will now only cost you $500. Wow, invest oh. early in that. Awesome technology. What? It's foreheads, Bob! Quit being <laughs> cynical! Oh, wow. What does that do for me, though, in my two-head lifestyle? <laughs> I need to, like, okay, so Ernest Scared Stupid, I, I, I want Brett to be here. I'm still waiting for that Ernest episode of Laser yeah, Time, as we him. all are. I, I th- but he's got that pressure of, like, every, he knows he needs to do it, everybody wants him to do it. We need a helicopter in John Cherry, right. yeah. yeah. But I, I found like uh, I, I like this movie. But some of my friends thought it was too scary because people were being turned into like uh, statues goblins or gob. Yeah. There were goblins. I thought it was too gross. There yeah, was some slime kid. involved. I'm yeah. guessing yeah. wasn't in all that slime. Not enough character work from uh, Jim Varney either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no old lady. She wasn't in the movie. Old lady with a neck uh, brace. Yeah. You didn't get to know enough of Ernest's interior life. Yes, I don't think I like seeing inside of his house. You know, yeah, yeah him yes. him washing his clothes in a washing machine that he gets inside of. He yeah. had a very Pee Wee Herman like existence. So yes, this episode is Homer defined, but I'm mostly known for its pulling a Homer catchphrase, which I think was engineered to make this an, uh, like a slogan. I mean, mm-hmm. for all the things that we say about the Simpsons, I think we rarely say pulling a Homer. We I'm will never... quote everything but this yeah. yeah I kind of forgot this I mean there's like five lines in this I'd quote before that yeah for but. sure I mean there's a, this is a great episode and it all starts with um, uh, Milhouse's birthday yeah, oh does. did you like that chalkboard gag that I forgot it where what? it's like I barely pay attention to the opening but then I hear the chalk is really squeaky oh right like, Wait, what? Why? That that sounds never there, and it's, I won't squeak the chalk. I think I had a moment like that, Henry, yeah, where I, I like do that. normally I ignore like, them. Yeah, Here's, right. But there's, it starts with one joke that might hold up better than you think. Here's good news. According to the side-catching article, SAT scores are declining at a slower rate. Dad, I think this paper is a flimsy hodgepodge of pie graphs, factoids, and Larry King. <laughs> hey, this is the only paper in America that's not afraid to tell the truth, that everything is just fine. Uh, yeah. US of A today. Yeah, that's, USA take today. that, USA Today. Uh, yeah. USA, when I was in a communications college class in the late 90s, early 2000s, the highest circulated paper in the world. Today, I would think my dad still gets the paper at his house. Uh, it is the Tallahassee Democrats presented ah. by USA Today. Ugh. It is, wow. So, it soaked up a lot of dying newspapers then. So the criticism is valid because USA Today not only still exists, it might embody your local paper that you haven't wow. read in years. According to Wikipedia, it is still the most widely read ma- yeah. print thing in 
in America. I have, you, you get one whether you want it or not for staying in any hotel. Yeah, I wonder if it's like Game Informer that way. It's just like, oh, it's got a big it's way out there. Like, yeah, because you get it for free. That's Nobody the sweetest plum, it. of course. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, I haven't seen one of these in a long time. And, and recently in October, they did one with uh, the McFly uh, arrested uh, from Back ah, to the Future. They, they and I wanted to get it, Cute. but I couldn't find it. Also, Larry King's column, that's like his tweets now. It's like, I yeah. like uh, crunchy peanut butter. And that's it. It's just one like, of, the headline uh, of the paper was America's favorite pencil. One <laughs> Number two. My, one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite ever SNL gags was Norm MacDonald just reading the actual yes. things Larry King wrote yeah. but then just saying them and just staring at the camera. For my money, Goonies is a pretty good film. <laughs> the world will not miss Gattaca. <laughs> the most disturbing uh, thing about Larry King is that he has young children. We all need to process that for a minute. That's true. And imagine the reptile sex. That <laughs> We watched something recently where, what was it we watched where it was a flashback and Larry King was, oh, yes. it was on yeah, People vs. O.J. Simpson, Simpson where they've recast everybody as a famous person and I, I didn't look closely. I was like, well, who's playing Larry King? And then Chris said, Larry King. It's Larry wow. King playing himself 20 years ago. The only way to know is that as Larry King, grow, as Larry King gets older, he shrinks but his shoulder pads grow so, so he's gonna be mostly shoulder pad in about 10 years seeing larry king interview stan lee recently was like it's just two reptiles staring <laughs> at each other also larry king's column in usa today was canceled the same week as september 11th ah. coincidence wait a second <laughs> i think it was an inside job i'm a larry king column truther by the way that's my one uh weird Gotta have another soundboard here <laughs> it's that bongos joke you've made that joke so many times They're like I made it today week. just today yeah. bart that's so sweet may i see the card hey there 10 year old i couldn't afford to get you a new drum so how about a nice pair of Bongos, ew. <laughs> I like I love, Lisa's reaction. Totally, yeah, ew, yeah. because like we're only now seeing like I don't know women like yeah we never like that stuff <laughs> and it was always kind of gross. This we, was in and, the era where Spencer's gifts ruled that's over the universe. Exactly what I meant. I was not yeah. allowed to watch rated R movies. We didn't have HBO, but none of that mattered when you walked into a Spencer's gift. and saw like naked women. It was just a, on it, cards. a titty parade. Yeah. They had it, string over their nipples. Dude, sometimes they didn't. They had I, yeah. I saw breasts. Yeah, you had there was even like things where you could squeeze little balls and characters would moon you and flash their tits I at you. I remember that yeah. stuff, yeah. Mostly, yeah. I think I remember just cards with, uh, like, morbidly obese men and women, like, eating cake and, like, posing sexually. Yeah, there were those joke ones, <laughs> yeah. too. Of, uh, uh, yeah. So, I think I have been both the Bart and the Millhouse in these situations, yeah. but I've been more the Millhouse, absolutely, mm-hmm. of having, as a kid growing up, having friends who were not nice to me, mm-hmm. and my mom trying to stop me from hanging out with them, but then, of course, I think, oh, she just doesn't want me to be around my new friends who are cool, mm. even though she really was just like, these aren't your friends, like, they're a jerk, and they're they're taking advantage of you. I, I was the Bart, but I didn't yeah. do anything bad. My mm-hmm. mom was just a sure, single mom, sure and being really? a divorced mom was not uh, a no-no, because you know, I was Ohio? a bastard. <laughs> what? In Ohio? Oh, uh, yes, in Ohio. People wow. were judgmental. Mental, very judgmental about oh, that. Oh, I'm, yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, could you please leave? Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I can prove I can prove my mom got remarried. <laughs> wow, I did not. Dan, I'm yeah. sorry. That's, that's okay. That's I was, I was, uh, this is another one of the billion scenarios I'm almost tired of telling you, you nice people listening that I was Bart and I was the kid uh, who kind of got in trouble. And I wasn't, I don't know. Like, Your parents didn't want at parties and stuff? Well, and, we, uh, 
we just the neighborhood we lived in you know there was a couple like really smart kids and like i get in trouble i maybe say a bad word i'm a bad influence uh this kid's getting really good grades and like we don't think you should hang out with him and all of a sudden like like a kid just doesn't start calling me back and like that that happened all the time no i have been on the opposite version of this where i only knew it like a few years later but when i was in sixth grade i wanted to be friends with this girl but she didn't like me and made fun of me but then her mom like worked at the school and felt sorry for me and made her invite me to her birthday party. Wow. And then like I just felt so miserable afterwards. Like, no, like, oh yeah, they didn't want me at all. Like I was I was pitied into there. So like now I don't, so, like, don't, don't want to be doing, here. Yeah. So don't think you're doing a kid a favor because eventually they will find out they weren't wanted there. Yeah. Like, yeah this, that's is, heartbreaking. this is heartbreak because it's it's Bart learning that his best friend had a party that he was mm-hmm. not invited to, and it finally is it all comes out thanks to Auto Man. Springfield Elementary last up. Oh, and by the way, I'd like to say thanks. And applause, applause to birthday boy Milhouse for his totally bitchin' party on Saturday. Uh, Oh, Milhouse, I think I left my pants on your roof. You did have a party. You didn't invite me. I thought we were best friends. Sorry, Bart. When I talk about things Modern Simpsons lacks, it's any kind of score like that to punctuate an emotion. It it is cheap, and like I can see why you wouldn't do that. And I know it's not cheap. It's it's artistically cheap, but expensive to do on a production level. They are kind of afraid of sincerity, though. In in most regards, like if the joke is not happening now, we cannot write this. We cannot let this air. Like everything has got to be a joke. 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 The blaring trumpets of fight scenes (laughs) and and Chief Wiggum arresting people from our news sound effect. (laughs) This this Where's party this party though does seem a little out of character for Millhouse. I mean, we do learn uh, we learn more about Millhouse than we ever did before that he's a loser, and, and we know that Bart is a loser. But um, this seems more in line with Martin Martin Prince's party much later in the series, where it's like this the elaborate, beautiful celebration. Hey, lucky with, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, with, uh, that's one of my top five lines in Simpsons history. Yes, I can't wait great. to get to it. The <laughs> math of magician oh, to boy. all that stuff. Yeah, it sounds like more like one of those expensive rich kid parties or more well off kid parties you go to where they'd have a clown or even a ferris wheel or a bounce house all that stuff and martin is gushing about the personalized gift basket so i think he got his idea for his Uh. birthday party from millhouse's wow yeah uh, but this is also Otto just this is a heavy use of Otto they they lighten up on him in season 3 compared to 2 he'll die after the Otto show I though. mean once yeah the yeah. Otto show episode later in the season that's kind of the end of him as a character I am only curious and I, I rarely ever use my Twitter but I'll plug my uh, Twitter and Cantista did you go to like birthday parties back in the day where occasionally like it might have been a formality to invite your teacher or some kind of authority figure hmm, you spend no. a ton of time around and on occasion they'd show up and Never it's really, really awkward no no yeah I, I do remember getting fun bags at the end of a thing oh yeah, yeah, yeah like, totally the things you'd get for five tickets at chuck e cheese they mm-hmm. put in there I, fun, yeah. spider ring jolly rancher <laughs> i do like the gift that uh bark gives millhouse it's these uh crusty the clown walkie talkies and, yeah. and it, yeah. it's really funny like he points out the impracticality of the gift like just call me on the phone and then i'll know when to get on the walkie-talkie to talk to you <laughs> it's so great yeah I, I remember back to with my friendship with my best friend and it was like it was like that like we didn't ever really want to be separated it seems really homoerotic now in hindsight like hiding in the other parent's car so he wouldn't yeah. have to be parted and trying to extend Aww. walkie-talkies as far as we could chris I mean, I know you've, you've all seen it. The new Pee-wee movie is just it's so that. Good. It's about the intensity yeah. of kid friendships. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, but that's, I, I was, it was nice to see that again, to know that I wasn't alone, that there was a reason why we'd spend all night on the phone with one another, even though we were supposed yeah. to be in bed. Well, speaking of queer, uh, the, I'm gay, guys, I have to <laughs> say. He's allowed to say it. But before you uh, get but, to that, oh, Bernstein, Bernstein a movie. Oh, man. 
Like Dude. a minute of small talk with Burns and Smithers. Yes. I love it. And so like this is. Well, I was gonna say Smithers has never seemed gayer than in this scene you, here. Yeah. Like we were talking, like there might have been. There's a new Simpsons episode where Smithers is just. It will have just aired that mm-hmm. Smithers comes out mm-hmm. and everybody's just like, oh yeah, we all knew you were gay too, but now we can talk about it. And like <laughs> yeah. they're trying to set him up with dates, and he realizes he'll never be with Burns. So, but in terms of the show bringing him out, and I again didn't pick up on this for. Like until the John Waters episode, uh, uh, this might be the one though. This mm. is like has a well, lot the of the come blow your horn character. The, <laughs> yeah. uh, the... I recall you wearing bell bottoms. Yeah, the bell bottoms <laughs> one. Yes, it was but... the seventies, sir. <laughs> May I ask how you spent your weekend? Yeah, a bit overly familiar, but I'll allow it. It made a movie, an appalling little piece of filth. Its leading lady was a blonde harlot who spent half the film strolling around naked as a jaybird. <gasps> Film strolling around naked as a jaybird. No, <gasps> oh, just give the great unwashed a pair of oversized breasts and a happy ending, and they'll oink for more every time. What a movie! Love this. And that blonde cutie, does she have assets? <laughs> 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 Sounds like my kind of flick. And how? <laughs> it, it may be weird to remind people just how old The Simpsons is. Like yeah. for years, the joke about Smithers is he's gay, but we can't come out and tell you. Yeah, the, the yeah. joke is that we're hinting at it. Yes, but I, saying that he was he, saying that he's gay would be too naughty for the show. I think that's part of it. Yeah. They just they showed a picture of him, and he's got Burns pictures all over his house. Uh, yeah, with, but he's uh, but this is the difference between there's some people who say like, oh no, he was a Burns asexual. Like, okay, <laughs> yes, he's definitely interested in Burns. That is undeniable, and that's mm-hmm. in this episode too. But having a guy with a cute little toy dog and a single man who has a who takes his cute toy dog out to get clipped like that's a gay thing and like, gasping about super, a naked woman yes. I, I believe his his enchantment with musical theater we hear about in uh, Stark Raving Dad is the first like yeah. actual like Smithers is gay kind uh, of yeah. sign and Burns mentions uh, I I would just watch Wilma Benke bat an eye and, uh, <laughs> Velma Benke Velma Benke that her last movie was in 1933 wow. um, and she, <laughs> Burns was probably like 40 years old yeah she, she began died. in 1918 this is the most recent thing I think they have gotten Burns to do and once again we do this because as as a credit to the writers mm-hmm. this is a time before the internet where like either they're they're viciously researching books to find these characters for Burns to reference or actually know them they are Velma nerds Banky I assume they all went to Harvard so yeah. uh, they do know this stuff but just just to know like a bad boxer from the from 1890 how do Gentleman you know Jim that Corbett. Yes. Jim Corbett I, I wish more dudes would just just only oink when they're talking about women just like <laughs> all they would do are they talking about like a basic instinct type film like what movie yeah. that was also uh, when people would yeah. see a movie to see a naked woman not just like go to porn sites I don't know why, them. and I could be wrong about it. I just have a feeling they're talking about like a Kim Basinger movie. Yeah, yeah this so. is like a year before Basic Instinct. So. That's okay. true. Yeah. That is true. Oh, quick note about a Simpsons game. Not a lot of people played Virtual Springfield. In the oh, game Virtual yeah. Springfield, you can go all around Springfield. You will hear lines by Phil Hartman mm-hmm. as Troy McClure and Lionel Hutz. You'll never hear anywhere else, and the rest of the cast too. What about Smooth Jimmy Apollo? <laughs> and it's not even a game. It mm-hmm. is a very lengthy, interactive like. I, I don't know. It's thing. it's literally it's, like the seasons five and up DVD menus. Like yeah. you're just clicking on things in the <laughs> yeah, background. Yeah. Things. When you you go to the Springfield Power Plant, there's tons of jokes from this episode in there, including you can because it's a point and click game. You can put your finger in a bunch of the donuts to find the purple filling in the All donut, right. as Homer does in mm, this episode. Purple. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can find it anywhere. It's, but, it's just so uh, weird. 
it's got to be unplayable about today. this episode is that it, I I've tr- uh, I have ruined several computers and had to restore my hard drive trying to get torrents of virtual Springfield to oh. believe me I have tried I did it once like seven years ago so talk to me then Dude, I did it like uh, last year like you do not want to go fishing around the internet for a PC game that the dark old. web yeah the dark web also uh, good old uh, thank you president I, had, I was just Yay. about to play that but that's oh, yeah. because that's because like this episode's called Homer Defined. It's about Homer, and I wonder... Saves the town. Maybe due to the nature of when we saw it, like, everything I remember from this is, is largely Bart's situation. Yeah. Uh, but this is... But it's... Uh, the alarm meltdown goes, is about to happen. The meltdown is about to happen. An alarm goes off at the plant, and let's hear from Burns. Problem in Sector 7G. 7G? Good God, who's the safety inspector there? <laughs> Homer Simpson, sir. Simpson, eh? Good man? Intelligent? Actually, sir, he was hired under Project Bootstrap. Thank you, President Ford. <laughs> cut, cut to Homer sleeping, I think. <laughs> I meant to look up if that was a real it's thing. It's not a real no, thing. No, no. Like, I mean, it's it's easy to think of, like, President Ford. President from 1973, 74 uh, He got 76? in after Nixon Yeah, I, he was ousted. never elected, not even as vice president. Uh, Nixon's vice president, uh, Spiro Agnew, it resigned before Nixon did. He appoints Gerald Ford as the new vice president, and then Gerald F- and then Nixon resigns, and so Ford is president without ever having been elected by anybody. And he pardons Nixon. And he pardons Nixon his <laughs> first guy. act. And in '76, people hated him so much he lost. And like Reagan tried to run as the GOP candidate instead of him, it caused the last a split convention a contesting convention for the republicans mm. and jimmy carter won but he was also known as like a, one of they're implying that gerald ford who was a stupid idiot who had dumb projects one of his would be bootstrap which i would guess be hire an idiot to <laughs> do something just to give him a chance and then just making me think of like house of cards uh, <laughs> that's exactly what happens to him in the third season and oh. he creates a job program that ensures everybody jobs. and later uh ford Frank moves, Underwood. ford moves across the street Remember? Yes, do you does. like nachos? <laughs> Beer? Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Gerald well, Ford. One more thing about Ford. I'm, we're going on so long about Ford, but D- Chevy Chase's impression of Ford. Why, why is that supposed to be funny? I never got that. Was, was the joke that he didn't look like him? I don't. I'm not. I'm I mean, not stoned enough. Dan right Aykroyd played Nixon with a mustache oh, that's right. the whole time. A real yeah. Cesar Romero take on the character. I guess the joke is that Chevy Chase didn't care, and then the mm. other one is that he's that he he was clumsy. Okay, and so falling down. And breaking your leg as Chevy Chase really did. That was that was how clumsy for it. I think one of the reasons uh, Chevy Chase is so mean is he did all those pratfalls like unprofessionally. He just no. fell on himself on yeah. his spine yeah. and it stuff. It is it is actually impressive to watch those sketches because yeah. like you just fell off the top of a ladder like a wrestler, <laughs> like onto a floor. Uh, so yes, the uh, the plant is melting down. Homer uh, spills some purple goo onto the uh, safety <laughs> dial, and I think it's important to realize, like we, I think at this point realize, like Homer does. We don't know what Homer's job is, and and he doesn't either. No, like, but we know where how we got anything. it. Oh yes, uh, season one episode, mm, Homer's like, Odyssey. Oh, that's right. That's how yeah. I became the safety inspector. That's true. Seven G. But he actually, got it in a completely uner- like not earned within the plant, but outside the plant, like an honorary job to stop Homer from. Uh, Act, being an activist against nuclear power, hmm. so he, he that it, it really canonically makes sense why he has a job and doesn't know doesn't, how to do yeah, it. Yeah, was never yeah. trained yeah. for it. <laughs> uh, I also like the return of Search for the Sun, and it's where we first hear John Lovitz oh, in this episode. I want you, <laughs> Mister Devereaux. I can't work under these conditions. Have it your way, baby. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, call me Mister Devereaux. My favorite. <laughs> 
<laughs> some of my favorite things in the episode are what's on TV, and the biggest laugh I still get is the file photo of Burns with the fake oh, hair on his that's head. That's right. Oh, the, the drawn-on hair. <laughs> they didn't even wear a toupee. They drew... His phone call was so great. That was it's that so... was my favorite line in the show. Just him saying, like, yeah. oh, everything's fine. <laughs> uh, Mr. Burns, people are calling this a meltdown. Oh, meltdown. It's one of those annoying buzzwords. We prefer to call it an unrequested fission surplus. surplus. <laughs> unrequested fission surplus. <laughs> We're all fine here. Yes. Oh, God. So good. So I, this uh, is, that leads to my line of the show. It shouldn't be, but I just, I, I, I just think it's perfect. Uh, it's Homer reacting to trying, trying to figure out what's going on as safety inspector. That's the joke. Who'd have thought a nuclear reactor would be so complicated? Uh, <laughs> that is great. Also, an unintentional runner they did was when Homer holds up the Rubik's cube and looks yeah. and says, "This is all your, your fault." I at least remember Hitler says that to. Uh, the bear burns his bear. Yeah. Doesn't uh, he say that to the inanimate carbon rod in uh, yeah, I Deep so Space too. Homer? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But I definitely remember Hitler says it like, this is all your fault, throws it away That's in the right. bunker. I, I do think we just discovered the first break in uh, the Simpsons timeline where Ooh. they flash back to Homer solving a Rubik's Cube uh, being yes. taught about how to operate the machine, mm-hmm. but he shouldn't have been taught that. He shouldn't that have been there with hair. Because he was just hired as a safety inspector. Oh, Someone uh, should have been fired for that. But also oh, when man, he first got hired... He first got hired during the 1980 Olympics. That's right. So obviously Gerald Ford wouldn't have been involved because that was Carter administration. <sighs> Let's just stop doing the show right now. If they don't care, we shouldn't care. I'm either. so angry right now. <laughs> but uh, I only put that as line of the show because like, really it's like every exchange between Burns and Smithers from here on out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, it, I... 90 seconds to core meltdown. Sir, there may never be another time to say, I love you, sir. Oh, hot dog. Thank you for making my last few moments on Earth socially awkward. That's Burns <laughs> implying that he knows Smithers is gay. Yeah. Or it's the weird. Was... They do the same line much later, and it seems like a surprise to Mr. Burns. Yeah. Or he, he just kind of just like laughs it off or something. I love well, you in those shorts. Yeah. Uh, the boathouse was the time. He does it again, and this is interesting because I've seen, probably more than I've seen this episode, I've seen the 138th episode Spectacular, mm-hmm. which maybe is a concession to show so many butts over the credits. It takes out the words ass mm. and puts in the word but in this statement. So you probably heard it both ways. Oh, Smithers, I guess there's nothing left to do but kiss my sorry ass goodbye. May I, sir? Homer saves the day by guessing a button. Yeah. Oh. 15 seconds to core meltdown. Eeny, beeny, Catch a tiger by the toe. If he hollers, let him go. Eeny, beeny, Act break. Great act break. White and act break. Yeah. Simpsons will be right back. Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1996. In case you don't know what Kinder the Embraced is, it's based on the uh, White Wolf tabletop RPG series Vampire the Masquerade. Oh. Can you Table- hold these books so I can knock them on the ground? <laughs> is tabletop <laughs> RPGs too far for no, you? No, to- no, no. One no, of my no, friends I, played this stuff. No, I, did, yeah. I did find it impenetrable. I mean, I was well, D&D. It's fine. They made Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, Mage the Awakening. <laughs> this uh, is, can you say this like Troy McClure, please? <laughs> <laughs> these are just random words and a- adjectives. Were- Werewolf the Apocalypse. Zombie the Simmering. <laughs> well, no, they were... They were and Frankenstein the Lombard. 
<laughs> All right, but fine. Enough about Keith. I Green. never get to make fun of anybody for being a nerd. If you could see the room we're in right now, <laughs> there is uh, a alphabetized Disney shelf right behind me. Uh, well, yeah, did your did your hubby play these games? Uh, like he that? did actually, and my my boyfriend at the time did. I went to one party. Ooh, they she were playing. Have a type. She does have a type. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> That's 30, 20, 10, a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, every Thursday right here on the Laser Time Network. All systems returning to normal. Danger in 7G neutralized. Have a nice day. The computer was programmed to know that something was neutralized. Why couldn't it fix it? Well, so that's a Spaceballs joke, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Come I like on, it. Simpsons. I like that everything is super one later. I, I, yeah. And I captured it just because I loved it so much. The whole the, the old people the old folks home had changed the channel from the news to watch Wheel of Fortune. They just cut back to them for no reason. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Three loins in the fountain. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's The so correct funny. answer is three coins I... in the fountain. A 1954 film starring nobody you've heard of, but <laughs> was more famous because of a song sung by Frank Sinatra, the title theme, which became a standard at now, the let time. Let me be a comedy nerd real quick. Is this a reference to planes, trains, and automobiles when on the bus singing songs with the group... Steve Martin is given his turn to pick the song. Mm. He starts singing Three Coins in a Fountain. Oh. Nobody on the bus recognizes what it is, and Del Griffith has to jump in and start singing Flintstones. Uh. So nobody knows what Three Coins in a Fountain is. Nobody yep. knew what it was 30 years I'm ago. I'm thinking so. way too much about this. <laughs> Let alone 25 years ago. I don't know if you have this, Chris, but uh, Ken Brockman's follow-up with Burns is my line of the show. It's, uh, this reporter promises to be more trusting and less vigilant in the future. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was so great. Uh, Which is basically what our media is now. I miss when comic book guys sold bootleg t-shirts he doesn't really do that he did that in this and then in the um spinal tap episode kind of stop being the bootleg t-shirt guy uh burns burns is impressed with homer now bring me a wine spritzer and don't be stingy with the vino (laughs) yes sir so some of these it seems you've underestimated one homer simpson our next employee of the month implying this what Smithers has never not been an employee of the month it's a great visual gag every picture is of Smithers until we see the Homer with hair picture again uh, I mentioned in an earlier episode of Talking Simpsons that uh, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein drew a lot from season 3 for their season 7 and 8 and this feels like a lot like Homer the Smithers where Homer is supplanting Smithers as the better assistant Mm. for very for very like petty reasons for Burns yeah later there's there's a line that I almost forgot was in this and not Homer the Smithers. Oh, also, okay, so Magic Johnson, guys. Uh-oh. Irving Dude. Magic Johnson. He was the first sports star to ever be a guest on The Simpsons. Really? Never, never a sports star before him. And the timing was uh, inopportune. Was October 17th was when this episode aired. On a November 7th, Magic Johnson had a press conference to let the world know he had been diagnosed wow. with HIV and he would not be doing the next he would not be competing in the Lakers the next season. That's yeah. how short it was. Like this this episode, I didn't watch basketball, let alone the Lakers, like some California team in Florida yeah. or Georgia. I'd never watched that. But I had heard of him from the show. Mm-hmm. And then the next two weeks later, to learn what AIDS was, because I didn't know what that was as a kid, and then find out this famous basketball player had it. it was it was a big eye opener? Oh, yeah. So I heard of both Magic Johnson and AIDS. Uh, just never put the two together, man. It, Why not? They were incredibly. 
They were incredibly lucky, but Magic Johnson was not, obviously. But they got Magic Johnson right before he was just basically, oh, you're the HIV positive guy. Yeah, yeah, that does kind of suck. Cause he, like, before, in a pre-AIDS and Jordan world, uh, Magic Johnson was the shit. Also credited as Irvin Johnson Jr. in the credits. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. this is we get to meet Magic Johnson in The Simpsons here. Homer! Homer! Now, now, it will do. Homer, for your bravery and skill, we award you this ham. This plaque, this discount coupon book, and my own personal thumbs up. I had to keep this in. <laughs> no, <there it> goes. <laughs> oh, and uh, what's this? A congratulatory phone call from Irvin Magic Johnson? <gasps> Magic Johnson! Huh. Yellow. Is this really Homer Simpson? Yeah. Wow. Homer, I just used our last time out to call and congratulate you on averting that nuclear holocaust. Well, thank you. <laughs> magic, if you play on that ankle, you'll be in incredible pain. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> magic, what if people think a guy's a hero, but he was really just lucky? Don't worry. Sooner or later, people like that are exposed as the frauds they are. Thanks, Magic. <laughs> That's, so I wish I knew more about basketball, period. So I understand... Basketball, you call like eight hundred thousand timeouts, especially at the end of the game, mm-hmm. and that's why that joke is fun. But was yeah. Magic Johnson's thing like I playing mean, no, while injured? Or... I mean, every a secret of, of professional sports is you're never one hundred percent. You're always playing a little bit hurt. Sure, but that's just but that joke doesn't make given... sense unless he has a reputation for. The joke is that it's over. It's overdoing how awesome this guy is. It's yeah. one of those classic, like, how um, Steve Socia, or no, whichever one, Jose Canseco mm-hmm. saves all the stuff out of that lady's house. And, like, Johnny Carson is twirling around cars. He's the strongest man <laughs> yeah. alive. Yeah, It's that overstating of things when they probably had a joke that would have been, like, <laughs> negative to them. They said, no, I want to be positive. Okay, you're the greatest human oh, that's ever could, lived. Uh, I was also shocked that he got to wear... The Lakers jersey, yeah. like mm. that is the logo of the Lakers and the everything. Colors, which you have, logo. you have to get hella permission for that. Which guessing, I mean, the Simpsons was really big at the yeah, time. Yeah, and so. I don't know if it went that deep though. Like, what, what do you do on a cartoon? Is yeah. that does it still count? I, I have it's to it's covered by the, well, I mean, the Denver Broncos. They got away with the, the, the Denver Broncos uh, it's as the well. Co- the colors are one thing. That mm-hmm. was the logo. And you can see the, the logo on the helmets. Uh, I uh, trust me. I had to look at it a lot recently because when when the Denver Broncos were in the Super Bowl last year, it's all I knew about them. all right well but when don manningly <laughs> shows Homer up I, when don manningly shows up i bet he does not he's not wearing a yeah, yankee uniform yeah uh but we're oh we're skipping over that part the, the it, meanwhile in the b story uh this stuff all breaks my heart mm. hey, bart my mom won't let me be your friend anymore that's why you couldn't come to the party what's she got against me she says you're a bad influence bad influence my butt how many times have i told you never listen to your mother but bart she threatened to cut off my allowance whatever she's paying you i'll double it i'm really sorry bart that is sad. Woodwind section, don't you miss it? We do. We do meet uh, Luann Van Houten for the first yeah. time. Oh, it's really yeah. Is another time? first, two firsts on Kirk, this Kirk uh, would not come until maybe the end of the season. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All right. Let me burn this one off real fast. Millhouse to Bart. Millhouse to Bart. Please don't hate me. Please. Oh, God. <laughs> if we want to talk about Luann Van Houten, I've, yeah. I've got a bit about that. She was one of the first of okay, let's meet an established character's parent. They look just like them. Yeah. But I wonder if they had had to draw on the father and mother at the same time, they would have drawn them to both look like him. <laughs> and the the other thing the producers talk about regretting is that she wanted to do a Millhouse imitation. 
And then they told her, like, no, no, that's too broad. You wouldn't just sound like <laughs> a kid. Because that's what Hank Azaria said he did with, with, with Kirk. So I love, he, I and just, that is the funniest voice. Yeah, in a recent <laughs> interview, he's like, what, where did you get the voice from? He's like, I just copied Milhouse. Like, and they feel so, ah. so that, yeah, they say, like, they feel bad because they told they told her not, they told Pamela yeah. Hayden not to do a Milhouse impression. And her voice <laughs> is just kind of nondescript. It just yeah. sounds like a person. Ah, uh, please don't hate me. <laughs> she got a lot more to do in the, once she divorced Kirk. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a door. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. And when she had a jacuzzi suit. This is uh, Marge goes over suit. to uh, Luann's house and to plead with her. Mrs. Van Houten, like I'm lot. Bart's mother. We met in the emergency room when the boys drank paint. I remember. <laughs> Please come in. Marge, I'm sorry, but I think it would be better if Milhouse didn't see your son. Mm. Well, look, I know Bart can be a handful, but I also know what he's like inside. He's got a spark. It's not a bad thing. Of course, it makes him do bad things. Well, Marge, the other day, Milhouse told me my meatloaf sucks. He must have gotten that from your little boy, because they certainly don't say that word on TV. Well, I can't defend everything he does. But let's face it, all Bart and Milhouse have is each other. They're too young for girls, and they're a popular target for bullies. And in the Christmas pageant, they're always sheep. Please, please. Please let them be friends. That's a sad argument of like they're both losers. <laughs> they're both like losers they need, and need one another. They yeah. will have no one if you separate it's, them. It's very pragmatic that argument. Totally. Yeah. We also get a lot of nice scenes uh, with Lisa uh, admiring Homer. I believe. Uh, <laughs> I think my line of the show is I might have said it earlier. I had another line. I, I really like let this you one down too. this episode, Bobby. A, a role model in my very own home. How convenient. <laughs> that, that's her great. line. Yeah. I also like before that that they clarify the award is for heroic competence. <laughs> right. I I love that too. Bar- Barney had a couple of great lines, oh, too. Oh, I love the Barney the thing. Line. He's saying, like, yeah. I used to follow my dad to bars, too. I like that I'm line a he... free man, ain't I? <laughs> I like the line he had about carny folk. It's like, <laughs> you can spit in your eye. Spit in their eye. Uh, but also, the I like when I, I love Homer having his employee parking and hitting Burns' car. Like, they will never know who did it. And that's also when we meet Aristotle and Amadopoulos, mm. played by John Lovitz. He'll be back in the season later. Ah, Simpson. There's someone I want you to meet. Aristotle Lemmatopoulos, owner of the Shelbyville Nuclear Power Facility. Huh? Kissing Homer what? on the face. It seems Harry's been having terrible worker problems at Shelbyville. They've lost their zest for work. You must help them find their Ine Haratu Naduleve. Their Ine Haratu Dula what? Yeah. <laughs> we want you to give them a pep talk that turns them from a bunch of donut-eating goof-offs into a pack of Homer Simpsons. But I really can't tell them anything. Don't sir. cut the false modesty. It's getting tiresome. Besides, it's your duty. Employee of the month isn't all ham and plaques. <laughs> I tried to figure out like what Aristotle was saying, and I think it's just like made up Greek babbling. Maybe I would bet John Lovitz just made up yeah. Greek sounding words. Mm-hmm. Aristotle Amadopoulos is the Flintheart Glumgold to Burns <laughs> in that he's his he's his rich rival. But and they have like fun, crazy rich bets. But he doesn't live past season three, right? Well, actually, yes, he does oh, wow. slightly. So he appears he appears in this episode. He appears in the softball episode, the voice by Dan Castellaneta. And uh, he would appear one, two more times in one episode where they brought back Artie Ziff. They had a joke where John Lovitz's characters, oh, all right. of them, were sitting okay. in a bar together, including Aristotle. And then the 2006 episode, the seemingly never-ending story, where, like, I believe at one point Burns hides from 
uh, some people with Lisa someplace. They need more than one rival for Burns, and they write the rival, his first rival, to be Rich Texan. They're like, <laughs> no, we need a second rival. <laughs> oh, this old the Aristotle, let's bring him back. Was but, he John Lovitz that time? Sorry. That's okay. I don't know, but, but I, I do know. It does suggest a falling out with John Lovitz, because he's on the same tier as Phil Hartman in the in yeah. these first three seasons. He, he's called in for three to four episodes a season, plays multiple characters, a utility, a, a featured utility player, and then just disappears. Well, well he did do the critic. I mean, I is that on, is that did he create a rift between the I Simpsons writers? I think on the commentary, he didn't seem that happy about Matt Grading not being happy about the critic crossover mm, episode. That's so right. That's right. It could be that. That could really? have been the falling out. And only when Al Jean took back over in season thirteen, I believe it yeah. was, that that's when Lovitz, the door for Lovitz, opened He's, back up. Who, who other than like Hartman and Joe Montana has? been on this show more than John I mean, he was there in the glory years and then yeah they made the critic and he stopped doing yeah it's Simpsons. really shitty to think about actually yeah. like I, I love I hear per, I mean I hear personally he's a bad person but other than that I like his voice his a lot his voice is the shit yeah. I, I do like that he, of... he beat up Andy Dick though somebody uh, needed to do it I, motherfucker it didn't, well, <laughs> he I mean, stinks he didn't fit he didn't fix Andy Dick though no, no. Uh, but John Lovitz has got a can't break the just dick got, he just got a <laughs> he just got a new fiance who definitely looks half his age oh yeah and Aristotle Amadopoulos is uh, also inspired by Aristotle Onassis, the uh, very rich Greek man who married Jacqueline Kennedy. Still seems like a Simpsons name. And uh, <laughs> people were not a fan of him then because, you know, she was the nation's widow and then she married too soon after the death of Kennedy, like five years later. And but she uh, changed her name and everything. To she was Jacqueline Jackie Onassis. Yeah. Jackie O. But. Yeah, people were not happy there. I remember an old teacher of mine <laughs> said the said the term "beware of Greeks bearing gifts" was uh, about that guy because whoa. he was a rich dude who a took, filthy Greek. Eh? I, know, it was, <laughs> I it's do hard to see racism against Greeks. Only remember, yeah, no, the, the white people can't be that specific anymore. Nope. <laughs> uh, it, like. Here, Jackie O just died. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I've never, I, I don't know Jackie O'Neill at all. I've only like read about guy. Jackie Kennedy, Jack, Jacqueline Kennedy. I also do love any joke about the second prize in the beauty contest yeah. in Monopoly. Like, that is one of my favorite <laughs> nothing prizes in that game. You get $10. $10? Yeah, I thought 10 so. 10 bucks. Oh, so great. I'll pay taxes with that. Your I looks guess. make you the first loser. So, uh, so Homer has to go to Shelbyville <laughs> to give a speech on how to remain cool in a crisis, and the exact same thing happens at Shelbyville, and there is nobody even as dumb as Homer to uh, yeah. try to address this problem. Two American meltdown, two meltdowns on I, American soil in the, like the same week. That is the part of this episode I, I don't like. I feel it's it's too contrived and they don't point it out enough. I yeah. feel like there should have been some other test for Homer. There, but I feel like there's there's a good joke there of nuclear power failing so much That's to part that of it, degree. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, as Homer talked about in the previous episode, his work at the nuclear power plant would make him a criminal by that logic. <laughs> but I call this clip uh, Homer Homers again. Thank you, Homer, for saving my plant with that idiotic rhyming. Oh, Do yeah. you even know what button you push? Sure, Mo. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Is Homer a hero? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and right that he throws the Scott Christian, who was the guy who was always standing in for Kent Brockman yeah. in the first season, 
in a joke that no, none of us get to this day, even when it's laid uh, out for us. But the laugh and a half segment was fun. But also, my two cents became a recurring segment for Kent Brockman. It's appeared in like seven episodes, but this was the first, another yeah, first for this like, episode. I'm gonna say a dumb platitude. Yeah, the the laugh and a half segment featured Chief Wiggum, and it's like <laughs> the episode before this, like, oh, Chief Wiggum is a funny character. Second episode after that, it's like, oh, let's put him in this fun skit for no reason. Like they realize <laughs> Wiggum is funny, and they're using him. And, oh, yeah. also showing the difference between season two and three, reuniting Bart in Millhouse mm-hmm. had a cute scene where he's like you stuck up for me no one else will aww and then Bart coming up like pulling out his, his BB gun like like he's gonna fuck up Millhouse a long amount of cocking that was happening there you gotta pump those things yeah like I feel like season 3 when Flanders failed there's a nice schmaltzy song at the end but there's no like undercurrent of darkness or like Homer getting his but here it's like no no Bart didn't learn anything and Marge probably endangered Millhouse further and Chris we do have a death in this episode A, a, oh, a, no. a guest who has like three lines in this entire show. Death stalks you oh, at every no. turn. Ah, there it is, death. It's so a good the line uh, with outrageously loud arcade music. I love it. Uh, so Chick Hearn, the NBA Chick announcer, Hearn. we hear in the second Magic Johnson clip. Yeah. Um, he's dead. He died in 2002. So we have one fatality in this episode. Magic Johnson coming down the floor on a fast break. Magic stops his feet, slip out from under it. The ball flies out of his hands, hits the referee in the head, goes in the basket. It's a three-point play. The Lakers win. Looks like I pulled a homer. Mm. <laughs> that Chick Hearn is like I mean that's such a great announcer yeah, voice. I think it was bizarre to, to get a real announcer for he that was sequence. The Lakers announcer at the wow. time. Like, well, they're gettable if you're going to get any. That, that does imply like some kind of they talk to somebody at the Lakers. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if you're going to get any sports team, it's the one in L.A. And right? most, for most of these old people you hear, it's like their grandkids are the ones who made them do it because they're like, I'll be here to my grandkids if I'm talking to Homer. And that's why these really, really old guys, especially in later seasons, would just be on the show. Yeah. Also, thumbs up to the Foley work on the squeak of yeah. his slip. Yeah. Like, that is a really good one. There's that, good animation, too, when he's slipping. It's yeah. beautiful. And it's 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 unlike some of the other stuff earlier uh, in the earlier seasons, it's, uh, what do you call it, consistent with The Simpsons. His, mm-hmm. his Highly animated slip. Yeah, maybe there was an animator there. It was like, finally a basketball scene. Yeah. I love uh-huh. basketball so much, and <laughs> I never I, get to do this it. This I can do. They do say that I, on commentaries. Like, for car-heavy shows, they find the guys who like to draw cars, yeah. and it's like, now it's my time to shine. Well, yeah. also, when I think they also mentioned on this commentary that if you tell them to draw a woman with large breasts, uh, the animators are very, very happy to do that. For the, for the bongos card, I think they couldn't have gotten uh, bigger. Oh, yeah. boy, I cut my teeth on tits. <laughs> so was that the end of Homer Defined? How do we feel about this episode? I, I, I actually, like the dictionary bookend. Yeah. I, I actually think it is the best episode so far mm. uh, of the season. I liked Bart the Murderer Me more too. so far. I think it had... I liked it had more heightened zaniness. I, I, I think. I think it's funnier. Mm. I think that episode is definitely funnier. And I'm an Ita- I'm Italian who loves good fellas. I'm going to love that episode. Of course. Mm. But in, in terms of like how everything is staged, the framing, the composition, the pacing, that mm. the, the, these there are an A and a B story. But I don't know. I remember them both with relish kind of like I, they're both A stories to me. Mm. I think it's beautifully done. I think this the sequences with Homer. Finding the button are so good. Oh yeah, the yeah. lighting in the it, when, when, like the it, danger alarms yeah. are shooting off. And they, they might they, be they the don't best break... animated of this season. Yeah, right? and they don't break this the model of the Simpsons yet. They seem to be finding it, and so yeah. uh, like 
I have not watched anything further than this, but so far, like, holy shit, this is all coming together. Oh, yeah. Great. Well, Brad Bird co-directed the next episode, so Ooh. save your animation, oh, please. But, it's going to be so great. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think this is a good one. I like. I think they tried too hard with the definition of Homer, but I think Lovitz did great, like, especially like, <laughs> with that idiotic rhyming. Yes. Like, he did a real uh, what is a man glass <laughs> throw. What is a man? <laughs> that was great, but I, I liked it. I liked it. I also thought the, you know, uh, Magic Johnson's not an actor. <laughs> uh, he clearly is not, but he did have a talk show. Uh, yeah, inexplicably. Was he good at that? No, if he I was may, not. If I may take some of the pressure off him, neither is Michael Jordan, no. and got his own movie co-starring the Looney Tunes. I don't know, Bugs. <laughs> Michael Jordan can barely dress himself. I think we've seen pictures of him in public. Yeah. He can barely not shave a Hitler what, mustache. What do you think about this Hitler mustache? That's <laughs> right, Michael. What if I cried a lot and make that a meme? There's That's way kids. too much energy for there, Michael Jordan. Exactly. There's I'm in a movie with a Looney Tunes. <laughs> There's know, kids Bugs. today who will just know him as, oh, that crying face meme guy. I didn't like, know that uh, was him because his face is so just so stretched out. Yes. Like, what, what was he crying I about? I know, I know what you're talking have about. You not, oh, have you seen pictures of a, a bald black man's face like crying? when people like have a meme of something sad happening no. oh I've seen it everywhere now yeah, yeah. L- look it up sad sad, sad Michael Jordan I, I, I assume someone was pepper sprayed until I found out it was Michael Jordan <laughs> so. yeah so thanks so much for listening to Talking Simpsons I've been your host Bob Mackey you can find me on Twitter as Bob Serbo I also write for US Gamer and Something Awful and please listen to my classic gaming podcast Retronauts every week it comes up every Monday and you can find that at retronauts.com or usgamer.net or find it in your podcast machine by searching for Retronauts uh, Everybody else. I'm going to plug The Critic, because I think it's a really fun show. It I'd stinks. like to watch it. And uh, I, I guess I'll plug the Laser Time Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash laser time. It's, but it's where we post whenever uh, an episode has gone live of all of our shows, which includes mm-hmm. 302010, Laser Time, the, the singular topic mm-hmm. pop culture show. I swear to God, if you like this stuff and you don't hate me, yeah. you'll enjoy it. So if you don't just subscribe on your podcasting app, that's another way to do it. And yeah, that's also patreon.com slash laser time is where you can see all these extra great stuff we do and support us if you need to. That's how this show came to be. And it's where all of the first season is and our incredible hour-long season two wrap-up special all exclusively there along with a bunch of other stuff patreon.com slash laser time so that's it for us this week thanks so much for listening we'll be back next week to explore crusty the clown's jewish roots later everybody infotainment.